Welcome to Building Safe Workplaces, casual talk about serious matters. I'm your host, Tommy Nitt with Hask. Today we have a special guest with us, Mr. J.B. Gregory from the Teeks organization. Are you there, J.B.? I'm here. How are you doing, Tom? Good, good. How are you doing? So, J.B., I mentioned that you're from the Teeks organization. Can, For those who may not know, can you give us a little overview of what exactly is Teeks? Yeah, Teeks, Teeks organization is actually an agency under Texas A&M. And what we are is we're an international uh, training organization that is made up of different divisions. Uh, we have a fire and emergency service division, let's see, an infrastructure and safety division, a law enforcement, business and cybersecurity, and, and homeland security. And so within each one of those divisions, uh, we offer professional level training. Uh, out of all those divisions, the ones that, that most everyone knows us from is from our fire and emergency services division that's located down in College State at Brayton Firefield. Uh, where they do various uh, different type of fire uh, training and stuff like that, where they actually have a refinery. They burn the refinery down there, and they, they go in and fight fires on it, and, and that's where most people have been have received a lot of their training, and, and where we really have an international reputation is at the fire field. However, we have other divisions uh, underneath that. Now, as far as our program, uh, what we call the, the uh, Environmental Health and Safety Program, that actually falls under the Infrastructure and Safety Division, and so that's where we're located. And we've been in existence since about 1996, uh, holding OSHA training classes. So you actually hold the actual OSHA classes, right? Yeah, we are one of, see, what a lot of people don't realize is that the OSHA Act of 1970 that actually created, or that required safety within the United States, within that law, there was actually a little section in there where it mandated OSHA to provide education to private employers. And so in response to that mandate, what OSHA did was is they created what they call OSHA education centers. And these started up around 1992 uh, with four education centers within the United States. And what, what occurred was that was in 92 and 94, we applied. Teeks applied to actually become one of those training uh, outreach training centers, and so we became one. And so we've been an OSHA education training center since 1994. Now, what that does and kind of what makes that unique, because uh, when people hear OSHA training, they think of all different things and stuff like that and all different types of training. But what occurs is that OSHA actually has training courses that they have designated as what they call numbered courses where OSHA actually sets the objectives for what has to be taught in those courses. And so with those classes, only OSHA education centers can teach those. And so we are one of those 27 education centers within uh, the United States. So we're actually allowed to do what they call OSHA numbered courses um, within our catalog of classes that we hold. Okay. And, and you said that you, it started out with four, but there's 27 now. Uh, how far is how far is your reach? I mean, is it is are you the only one in the state of Texas? How does that work? Okay, so what they do is is that it, they they usually will take a what they call region. OSHA is broken up into different regions around the United States. Technically, we're in region six, and within region six, we're the largest region within the United States. And that region consists of uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, and New Mexico. And so within that region, 
there's actually four different education centers. So we, we have quite a few located within our region. Um, but so we are, according because operating as an education center, there's rules, of course, that, that come into play. And within the rules is our open enrollment classes can only extend throughout that region. So we're only allowed to, to offer those open enrollment classes within those five states. However, we are allowed to contract courses throughout the United States, anywhere within the continental United States. So if it's in New York or in California or Florida or wherever, we can do that. Uh, we also do courses. They're non-OSHA courses, but we also do safety courses all over the world. Uh, we've gone down to Monterey, Mexico. We've gone over to Doha, Qatar. Uh, we've gone to Ramstein over in Germany and uh, Kadena over in Japan. And so we can do our training all over the world internationally. Nice, nice. So, so there is no limitations to your reach then? No, not, no, not at all. Uh, we've got instructors and we've got courses and we can travel. That's not a problem. Excellent. So uh, you mentioned about OSHA-numbered classes. What kind of what kind of OSHA classes are offered through the TEKS outreach, or what what kind of classes or certifications are there? Well, so OSHA has a catalog of courses, or those catalog of num you know those numbered courses we are talking about, and they can range anywhere from uh, you know courses on confined space, courses on trenching and excavation, courses. Uh, dealing with ergonomics or electrical and all those different, you know, kind of various safety topics. However, the difference within these classes compared to what, you know, a lot of people receive within the workplace or something like that is these are, are very extensive courses that primarily focus on the OSHA regulation and what OSHA expects the employer to do. Mm -hmm. uh, to actually be in compliance with that regulatory requirement. So a good example is let's say our trenching class, uh, our what they call the OSHA 301 course. That's actually a three-day trenching course. So it's not four hours or eight hours long. It's actually three days. And so individuals who would take that class will come in, and, and they'll not only learn you know, soil types, and they'll learn the protective systems and how to classify and do those things, but on top of that, what they'll also get is a big dose of the OSHA regulation, what OSHA is expecting, and then what uh, expecting from the employer when they actually start doing their trenching projects, but then also what is OSHA looking for during their inspections, and then along the ways we also talk about best safety practices within that. And so that not only extends to that course, uh, two of our really popular courses that a lot of people would know is if they've ever heard of what they call the OSHA 500 or the OSHA 511. Mm -hmm. And those are OSHA standards courses, and so each of those are four days long. And within those courses, what you're actually learning is who OSHA is, and you're learning kind of how they do what they do. And then they'll take the regulations for like in the 511 course for, for general industry, or if we're working construction industry, uh, industry, OSHA's regulations for construction will be the 1926 and the 510 class. And we'll take those regulations and we'll open them up. And for four days, we start working our way through those. And again, basically what you're looking at is talking about, you know, not really best practices, but what are OSHA's expectations for HAZCOM? What are OSHA's expectations for fall protection? Um, and so our courses are really designed not so much for what we call a frontline worker. Mm -hmm. It's really more designed for the safety professional, for that individual who's been hired by the company or has 
put in that position that has a responsibility to make sure they're in compliance with uh, not only OSHA, but overall with safety and health of that company. I and so we have, we have, you know, those various individual courses, mm -hmm. but then, you know, you ask the question about certifications. Right. Uh, within that, we also hold the certification courses uh, or the authorization courses to become OSHA authorized instructors. Um, and that would be like taking the prerequisite would be you taking a 511 course and then you set and you take what they call the OSHA 501. And that's a train the trainer course. And what that does, it authorizes you to teach OSHA outreach, 10 and 30 hour outreach for general industry, and they have one for construction as well. So we do those courses so you can become an outreach instructor. We also hold the update courses for those. Uh, and then finally, we have a certification program uh, that was created back in 1998. And that what that certification program is, it consists of 12 of those numbered classes. And uh, what a person does is they go through those 12 classes. There is no really time frame for it. Uh, I've had some people that get it done in 12 weeks. I have some people that it takes them 13 years to get through it. But what they do is they take those courses. And at the end of those courses, what they do is actually receive what we call a, a CSHO certification. Uh, and, what, what and, is, and so it's just an extensive What does that CSHO stand for? Man. Certified Safety and Health Official. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's basically our program. It breaks down to approximately 275 hours of OSHA training, of OSHA expectations, OSHA regulations, and OSHA training. So someone who has this and is so, going to be someone who works for a company that, you know, is probably their premier OSHA experts, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why, right, especially down here in the south, and, and you know, as, as we say, in this neck of the woods down here, uh, a lot of companies are hiring COSHOs mm -hmm. because when they hire people that has this COSHO certification, they know that they've got individuals that have education and training within OSHA, who OSHA is and kind of OSHA's expectations to help, you know, help protect the company's liability when it comes to occupational safety and health and to look out for that uh, and, and to be able to know what OSHA will expect from them in the workplace. Right, right. So, so how does how does that certification work? So, I just take those twelve courses. Is uh, is it any twelve courses? Is it a set number, or a set number of courses? Yeah. So, yeah, there's a set number of courses that you have to take. Everything from we have a core set of classes. We have core eight courses that include everything from industrial hygiene and respiratory protection and incident investigation, electrical, and a number of other courses. And then so you, you, know, you take the eight core courses, but then what you can do is you can specialize within either general industry or construction, depending on which way you kind of want to go with it. And each one of those tracks will have four courses in it. And so if you're a person who's going to be more inclined to work construction operations, then what you do is you, know, you kind of get through the core classes, and then you can specialize in those four uh, core classes that will take you through construction. And so it's it's a very you know it's a set set courses. Now the order you take those courses in, there is no set order. Uh, how long it takes you to get those twelve courses, there is no time limit on it. Like I said earlier, I've had people that have gone through it that's taken thirteen years, mm -hmm. but I've also had people that got it done in, in twelve weeks. Right. Um, the other nice thing about it is though is is especially 
Uh, we've learned over time. We've learned since implementing this in '98 that you know when you, when you're dealing with adults and adult training, that people come in from all over the United States and might have training from from other education centers, not just with TEKS. And so we will actually accept up to 50% of those hours, those training hours from o other OSHA ed centers. So if you had taken, let's say, a trenching course, you know, the OSHA 301 course like I was talking about earlier, let's say you took that up in New York or you took it in Colorado, is you can actually, as long as you supply us that certificate and we can see that certificate and it's actually the OSHA numbered course, we can take that and you can actually apply it to your COSHO certification. Oh, that's that's very nice. Because I was going to ask you the question, you know, earlier you mentioned that you guys were Region 6. I was going to say, is this COSHO certification, uh, does it expand outside the regions? But that, I guess, that answers that question. So if you were to take, if say you were in Region 5, and I'm not sure where Region 5 is, but if you were in Region 5 and you took a few of these courses and you happen to find yourself in Region 6 down here on the Gulf Coast, uh, those would still apply, right? Or, or, or you sure. can transfer those? you bet. Yeah, so like I said, as long as it, it can't be more than 50% of your hours. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's roughly, I said it was about 275 hours. So as long as half of that comes from us, the other half can come from other education centers, and that's perfectly fine. Excellent, excellent. Uh, so... And you mentioned already the, the, the benefits of just having that training, right? It's, it's, mm. You would be the premier expert in your company. I mean, we've got all yes. kinds of, uh, of, of certifications and things like CSP and things like that. This is, some, is this similar to something like that? Well, so, you know, that, <laughs> that's a very good question because we, I get it quite often over the years. Um, so, and, and a lot of times what happens is people try to compare the COSHO with the CSP. And, and so just let me say first and foremost, they are not the same. They're, they're basically two completely different animals. Uh, one is a certification, whereas when you get to the CSP, like the COSHO is a certification, whereas when you get to the CSP, it's more of a credential. Okay. And so, and, and, Kind of in, in saying that and how I explain it to classes or when I'm talking to people about it is when you, when you take the CSP and, and within the United States, the CSP is still kind of seen as the pinnacle safety credential to have. What it consists of to, to attain a CSP is there's prerequisites that have to be met which include education and also includes time within safety and then there's also a requirement for time uh, from actually being within the BCSP organization itself as what they call like a GSP or an ASP. But anyway, you meet those requirements, and then once you meet those requirements, what you're doing is you're setting for an exam, a very hard exam, mm -hmm. <laughs> right, that's very comprehensive. And what that exam is doing, it's actually testing you over this broad range of topics that, that are encompassed within the world of, of health and safety, not just, right, not just OSHA, but you're also looking at security and you can be looking at fire and risk management, some environmental and legal issues and, and all these different things, engineering concepts when it comes to, to safety and stuff. And so you're being tested over this broad range of information, this broad range of material. And, and once you complete that and you successfully pass that test, then you're awarded your CSP, and then once you have it, there's going to be CEUs you have to maintain and, and 
and, and those kind of things, mm-hmm. yearly dues and annual dues and those kind of things. And so that's a credential. Um, in other words, think of it kind of like getting your CPA, your certified public accountant. It's kind of the same exact thing. Versus what a co-show is, is a co-show is not this kind of theoretical type test where I mean, not a test that you're being tested on all this theoretical, this big bubble of information. What it does, it takes that big bubble of information and it takes it down to one little sliver, and that's called OSHA requirements. Mm-hmm. And so, why you're learning in depth is those OSHA requirements. And so, where the CSP exam is 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 testing over this broad range of information. Within our classes, we focus on a very narrow sliver of information when it comes to health and safety, and that is just the OSHA requirements. And so, and then, but within ours, and to get this certification, there is no comprehensive exam. So when you go through those, you know, approximately 20, 275 hours with us, there's not a final exam you set through. Some of our courses have uh, exams at the end of them. But it's not one big final comprehensive exam. Right, but but the and so that's kind of the that's kind of the difference between having like a certification versus a credential. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so basically, when you come, you're getting very in depth when it comes into OSHA and what the expectations that OSHA has right. for employers. Right. So you 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 said it better than. Then I've heard it explained before. So, so really, the difference is the depth of the knowledge that you guys are going into about each individual subject. You're not just talking about respiratory protection or, or hitting some of the highlights and what's required. You're talking about how to actually set up and run respiratory programs, right? Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah, our respiratory protection course is four days long, and so you're not only learning, you're not only going through the OSHA regulation. But what you're also doing is learning, you know, uh, the requirements for fit testing. You're also looking at how do you set up a program, uh, the requirements that OSHA has set up for program administrator, because this would be an important course for the program administrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, we not only look at the regulation, we'll probably also end up looking at what they call compliance directives, OSHA's compliance directives on the topic, and seeing what their inspectors, the guidance they give their inspectors to look for during inspections. And we also, I mean, in some cases, We'll even break out, you know, what they call a preamble to the regulation, which is the introductory document into regulations, and we'll actually get into that document and talk about, you know, how the regulation came about in the first place, what it was created, and kind of OSHA's intent behind the regulation. Why, why did they make the decisions? Why did they use the words they did? Uh, what were they thinking about? And that's where the preamble gets. So yeah, no, it's a very deep dive you know, into the regulation and, and understanding the requirements, where when you get over onto a CSP, it's just testing on a very broad base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the time, and don't get me wrong, everything they're testing on is very, is very important things. And, and from a safety perspective, those are important things to know and to understand those, those concepts and those theories. So that's all very important and very relevant in the field of safety. Uh, that's that's not our role, you know. They do that, and they're very good at doing that. Mm-hmm. But what we're really good at doing is we're really good at teaching the OSHA regulations and what those requirements are. Okay. So that being said, your instructors have to be pretty pretty on point, right? What does it take to become? Oh yeah. What, is it, I, what do you have to do to become an instructor? <laughs> no, that's you know it, it's funny, Tommy, because I get that question quite often. I'll have people. Uh, we have we actually have two full-time training facilities 
we have one located in Mesquite where I'm talking to you from today up here in Dallas. And then we also have one down in San Antonio. And it's not uncommon, you know, I guess students will catch me in the hallway and say, hey, you know, what does it take for me to become an instructor, to be like one of your instructors? And, 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 I, and it is. It's, it's kind of an arduous process because they not only have to meet our requirements to be an instructor, but even before they meet our requirements, they have to meet OSHA requirements. Because as an OSHA education center, if you're going to teach their courses, right, they set forth the minimum qualifications. And so the minimum qualifications to be an instructor, in a nutshell, for OSHA, to be a qualified instructor from their perspective, you've got to have a number of years of experience in industry. Mm -hmm then you have to have a number of years of experience in safety within industry, and then you have to have a number of years of uh, doing adult education. And then once you meet those requirements, then I can start looking at you from a, a TEKS instructor perspective. And what we require is that you have to hold the minimum course certification level of what you're wanting to teach. So let's say you're going to teach that trenching course, that OSHA 301 course, at a minimum, you have to hold that basic level certificate, which means you have to set through the course. Mm -hmm. Then beyond that, you have to actually co-teach that course under the observation of either myself or one of my full-time instructors and co-teach it. And when we talk about co-teaching, I'm talking 95% co-teaching the course. Right. And then once that is concluded, you'll be, evalu you'll be evaluated by that full-time instructor uh, or by myself, and then it'll be at that point we'll determine if you meet what we're looking for an instructor. So it's a fairly arduous process um, from th from that perspective. It's not one where you show up and and to put it in, you know, I and like I said, I have a lot of people that really do come up and they ask me about it, and I look at them and I say, well, do you know? And so you know, let's say you were talking about respiratory protection. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, well, what topics do you think you can teach? And they'll say, oh, you know, I can teach respiratory protection. And I'm like, great. I'll say, how long? What's your longest course you've ever taught on respiratory protection? And they'll say, oh, you know, four hours or eight <laughs> hours or sometimes two hours. And I'll just look at them and say, well, can you teach a 32-hour course? Can you teach four days straight on it? And they'll just look at you. And that usually starts uh, defining uh, if they think they can make it or not, because it is a very arduous process. I mean, it's not it's not just meeting those minimum qualifications, but that's before you even get into a classroom, right, right, and realizing that you're teaching people within a room that have all different types of backgrounds. Everything from in the same classroom, I might have somebody who's brand new to safety versus somebody that's got 25 plus years who holds their CSP, you know, that, that their whole career has been nothing but safety. And they're in the same room listening to you talk about respiratory protection, and you've got to do that for four days. You've you got to know what you're and talking usually, about, right? <laughs> yeah, you've got exactly. You've got to know what you're talking about. And, and, and thankfully, I've, I've been with Teeks. This is my 21st year with Teeks. Uh, 16 of those years, I was actually an instructor within this program, and so, and then about five years ago, four or five years ago, um, I became the manager. They asked me to become the manager of the program, and so I did, and I took it over, and I still teach on occasion just to keep my skills mm -hmm. up. But yeah, I can I can speak from personal experience on that. Is 
it's a very arduous process, but a very satisfying one once you're doing it and stuff like that. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that uh, you had two locations, one in Mesquite and one in San Antonio. Are those the only two places that uh, you can attend those oh, courses? No. no, we have we have training locations, you know, again, throughout our regions. Mm-hmm. We, we do training in Oklahoma and Arkansas, of course, Louisiana, uh, New Mexico. We do classes out there as well. Uh, but here within the state of Texas, uh, you know, we do San Antonio. And of course, we do Mesquite, like I mentioned earlier. But we also do classes uh, out in West Texas, out in the Odessa mm-hmm. area. And so we do classes there. But the great thing is, as well, is um, under the, our um, education center agreement with OSHA, we're allowed to have what they call host training organizations, what they call HTO. And, uh, Tommy, you're, you're becoming very well acquainted with this type of organization because <laughs> TASC has just became one, thankfully, and we're all excited about this partnership. And basically what that is, that allows you to actually, as a host training organization, you actually teach classes on our behalf. And so people can, you can now offer those OCEAN-numbered courses there with your instructors who have met our rigorous process of becoming an instructor, uh, but they're taught at a time and a location that you all deem is best for your folks and stuff down there. And um, they sit and they take the course and they get the same certificate and the same level of training, uh, the same quantity and the same experience and knowledge level as they would within any one of our classes. And so we also have those HTOs and we have, of course, the one located with you all. Uh, down in the Pasadena area, and we also have one located in Waco. Uh, we have one located out in Hobbs, New Mexico, as well as we also have one out in Odessa, Texas, right. too. So we have quite a few, several several locations, but we're most excited about you all because you all are brand new to us. And looking over your cadre of instructors, and we started putting them through the qualification process, and they're just looking better and better and better every day. Yeah, I was going to say, I can, I can definitely attest to the uh, – the, the criteria for those instructors because uh, you and I have had many conversations as we're going through and uh, trying to figure out where what instructors are actually qualified in, in, in what areas and uh, it is it is an arduous process I, I, will, I will give you that that's for that's for sure well and for good reason I mean not only because reality is not only because OSHA requires it right and we get audited by OSHA and they come in and look at instructor records and stuff like that so it's not only because of that but, but honestly, at the end of the day, our clients deserve mm-hmm. that. I mean, they're taking time out of their schedule. They're spending money. Their employer is sending them, doing the same thing, spending money on them, maybe travel, not just to sit in the class, but travel and all those things. And they have a right to, to get good, solid, factual information uh, taught by a professional that knows what they're talking about, who, as, as we say around here, who's been there, done it, made the mistakes, learned from them, um, you know, done the things right, all of that kind of stuff, and, and that's really what students deserve. Right. And so we take great pride within our program, and that's why we're so happy to be partnering up with you all because you all have that same uh, drive that we do in wanting to provide really good customer service to you. Yeah, we're really excited about the partnership as well. Uh, we're, we're starting our first um, our TEKS, our OSHA courses in September, and uh, we'll, we'll have one a month for, for the year and, and of course 
uh, good to note that y'all's physical year, it goes from September 1st to August. So uh, we already have the schedule out from September to, to uh, August of 2022. So we're very excited about that. But uh, so last question. Uh, so we talked a lot about the Coast Show and the certification and its importance. Uh, so how do I go about finding information? Where, where can I go? Where can I find out? How do I even register for these courses, JB? Well, what you can do, of course, you can go out on the website. You can go to teeks.org. Uh, that's just T-E-X dot O-R-G. You can go out on the website, and that'll take you to the, you know, to the agency's website. Mm-hmm. And then once you're on the agency's website, you can look under health and safety, and you can see it that way. You could also go to Google Search, and under Google Search, just type in Teeks space C-S-H-O Kosho, and that will actually take you to the Kosho page. And that will also allow you to, to go through and start learning more about the Kosho and, and the courses that make it up and those kind of things. Uh, I believe some in our conversations as well that ask once you all get up and going, uh, that you also have link off of y'all's web page. Is that correct? Yes, yes. So, so our web page, uh, if you go to uh, HASC.com, you can uh, find those courses there as well. Mm-hmm. And so they can go to, to you know any of those routes and they can do it. Or, and let me give you, I mean, they're always more than welcome to contact me and I'll be able to, you know, I can help them as well as they're, if they're searching out for some courses. Let me give a couple of telephone numbers if you don't sure, mind. Sure, sure. Uh, if I may, our first one is just our customer service number, which is actually located out of College Station. And that's 1-800-723-3811. They can call that number, or they can call my office number, and my office number is 972-222-1300, extension 231, and uh, they can call me up, and I can you know, give some explanation if they have more questions about the co-show, about our schedule, about training locations, any, any of those kind of things. We're always more than willing to help them out where we can, and and spend the time to talk to them on the phone and, and try to get them taken care of. Excellent, excellent. Well, that sounds good, JB. I appreciate your time today. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to join me and, and let people know. And uh, I look forward to uh, continuing our partnership. Same here. Thanks, Tommy. All right. Thank you very much.